Hi, my name is Marcos Luis, and this is One Mic Night, the podcast that brings you personal stories of artists and their journeys in entertainment, helping to guide, answer questions, and inspire your path in the business. I'm very excited today because I have a guest. He's my first international guest. He is a singer and consummate performer, entertainment extraordinaire. Please welcome my guest today, Johnny Toon. Hi, Johnny. Hello, hello. Wow, what, what for an introductory. Wow. Yes, yes. You well, like fitted, we don't, well fitted. You act like we don't know each other. But thank you very much, <laughs> kind sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very You're much welcome. Thank you for joining us words. here today. I know you have a lot of things going on. I'm glad you could take a couple minutes out and uh, share with us. Course, so I have to start off with the obvious obvious question johnny toon is that your uh is that your name or yes stage it name? is yes it is it's my name i was born with it it's on my legal papers and everything t-u-n-e yes um and yep. the funny thing is i have an aunt named melody toon but melody toon shout out yes. to melody toon yes but she can't <laughs> sing a lick so don't if you ever meet her Please do not ask her to sing anything. <laughs> Don't ask Melody to sing, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, I have to start out by saying, now, Johnny is uh, American-born, born here in the States, but he's living in Germany. How did that happen? Yes, I am living in Hamburg, Germany. I have been here for the last 15 years. And it's a funny story. Um, I, I am North Carolina born and raised via Chicago, New York, ending up here in Germany. But it all happened in a bar in New York City. Um, I, with my big mouth self, is um, singing about. And I met this guy um, and they said, okay, I'm going to give you a call next week. You know, whatever. And they actually did. And then three weeks later, I was on tour in Germany. Wow. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Because they always say that the jobs that you get come from the social aspect of your life. Yeah. And not necessarily for you actually going somewhere to audition or, you know, yeah. for a part. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time having a drink. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was so funny because I really didn't believe um uh, that this person was being true, but everything happened so fast. Uh, in, in a couple of months, um, I was on tour for three weeks here in Germany. And every time we did a show, uh, they asked us to come back to do another concert. So for a whole year, I was back and forth from Germany to New York, New York and Germany. And then after a year of that, my manager asked us to move here. And yeah, that was 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So how do you how do you make a decision to pick up, you know, your whole life and just move overseas and and follow a dream? Oh, it was it What was, gives you the courage to do that? I mean, it, there was no other there was no other option for me. I mean, here, I am nothing but a singer, 
I, I'm an artist, 100%. That's how I make my living here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, uh, in New York, you know how hard that can be. Um, I was uh, working, I was, I was a super at the uh, Metropolitan Opera. I had my own fitness company and I was also a personal trainer in New York. So, I, you know, trying to make ends meet. And to get the option uh, to just, I was lucky. I must say I was very lucky because I didn't really do it on my own to move here. Someone took care of getting us here, having us an apartment. Uh, The setup was really cool at first. Everything was great. Um, So for me, it was just, it was never no. It It was always, okay, let's go. Let's do this. Um, right. So it was it was I'm, I'm sure it was easy in terms of, you know, someone facilitating the move yeah. there. But it also had to do with you being prepared for that moment. No, it was my it was my one to me. It was my one shot and I was taking it. I mean, it, it was no, it was no it was OK. Yes. People ask me this question all the time in time here in Germany. What why would you want to leave New York to come to Germany? And I tell them, this is where I'm an artist. This is where I get to perform. I get to live out my life. I love, love, love what I do. And I'm fortunate to make a living to do it. Um, Yes, I do miss living um, in America. I don't miss the politics. (laughs) But (laughs) there's some things I miss. Can't blame you for that one. I miss um, my my mama's fried chicken and sweet Mm -hmm. potato pie. I miss all that good stuff. But I I must say that I now I can't imagine living any place but here. So, yeah. Uh, Was it hard for you? Do you speak German? Or do you speak other languages? <laughs> or did Germany speak English? I mean, I'm pretty sure well, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, um, I was fortunate because um, my training-wise, I am a, a classically trained opera singer. And so I had to study um, Italian, German, and French at, at the Music Conservatory. I went to what is now called the University of North Carolina School for the Arts. Um and so when I came here to Germany, I knew a little a bit of German. Um, uh, if you ask my friends here in Germany, they would say, no, I don't speak <laughs> German <laughs> because I speak a mix of what well, we say, Danglish. I, I am able to have a conversation in German, but the words that I don't know, I speak in English and mostly everyone I know here are they understand it and they speak very good English also. Um, right. So you, you were familiar with, you know, German language, Spanish, French, all those Italian from studying it in school through music. So you yeah. at least had a structure and you knew what it was like. Yeah. Because when, when you're an opera singer, you have to um, sing in Italian, German and French. And so right. I was, I wasn't scared to try to speak German and, that is still the case today. I, I, with my small vocabulary, I make it work. <laughs> right, of course. And you have no choice. I mean, you're immersed yeah. in the culture, so you yeah. have to make it work. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, so what's it like? Um, words. They have these big words here that you, 
um, it, it, you, like it's got like 15 letters in it and you don't know what it means, but it's just like a little, uh, a, a, a pencil, but it's such a long <laughs> word and it, you know, you, it, it doesn't stay in your head. So, but it, I, I, so I just use my small vocabulary to get me from point A to B and sign language, you know, that's the universal language. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. I think people are fearful of so many things which hold them back from doing the big things that they can do. And I feel like, you know, going, taking a chance, going to Germany, you know, taking a risk has led you to where you are right now. Yeah. Same I, thing I, with speaking. I totally, I speaking totally agree. Um, uh, I, I'm not letting, I didn't let not knowing the language stop me from moving here. Um, like I said, it, I, I didn't studying studying Germany German in school. I never thought I would use the language, but it did come back to help me out. And I, like I said, I um, I am not one hundred percent fluent in German, and I don't think I ever will be. But what I'm not afraid to do is to use what I do know. It's broken broken German. It's just like Broken any, German, right. yeah, like anybody who moves to America who who English is not their first language. It's a broken, you speak in broken English, but we understand what that person is meaning, and that's my motto here in Germany. I would try to speak German when, if as long as you can understand what I'm meaning, and what and I can understand what you are meaning, we can converse with one another. And so far, it has worked for me. Absolutely. Yeah. It could be sign language. It could be a gesture. It could be facial. Yes. It could be, yes. you know, like even right yes. now here in the States and across the world, we're going through, uh, you know, a pandemic. And all you can see are people's eyes because people have masks on oh, and people are, are using through, hand gestures. You guys are going through a pandemic <laughs> in the United States. I, I don't see that on the news. I see on the I news. Will, got... What I understand is worldwide. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse my uh, <laughs> gesture, but uh, you know, you know what what we see on the news here uh, with America. I, I I would not have thought that, but you know, we all know better. But anyway, <laughs> absolutely. Well, how are you? How are you dealing with the pandemic there? Well, Has okay. it been a big big factor in Germany? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm lucky that um, here here in Hamburg well, and, and all across Germany. Um, our numbers were relatively low, and we still had the freedom to move around um, quite a bit. But um, it was uh, it was hard for at least uh, four weeks. But now things are slowly opening back up. Uh, um, sorry for that. Uh, but for me personally, with work, um, I, I, I this has been the longest time I've been without work. Because, you know, this um, performing, you're in front of people, you have a public. Um, and so the social... Distance, Do you like that? Do you like the live feedback? Oh, yes. Come on. I mean, that's what we live off of. You know that. You you know how the stage works. I mean... Right, to, I do. Yeah. To, 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 to get that feeling of people giving you the love and right there with you. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much my life here. I, I'm... Well, it is. I'm a live performer. I travel all over Europe um, to sing and entertain people. And so, but now it, I, I ran into a brick wall. Everything is stopped. Uh, and that's one of our big problems here at the moment for um, artists who work for themselves. Um, 
the uh, there's no work. Now things are slowly starting to um, uh, go back to a semi-normal. Um, as of last week, here in Germany, only fifty mm-hmm. people could gather in one space. Right. Okay. So now I heard as of today, the first of July, the number has gone up to I think one hundred and fifty people are allowed to meet. Um, and I'm hoping that the number can increase and increase because at the moment, yeah, everything is kind of as an theater, everything is uh, as an entertainment basis in Germany has shut down completely. Right. I, I understand that for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Things like that. It's happening here in New York. We're slowly getting back to normal. Mm. Uh, yesterday, they announced that Broadway, the Broadway shows are closed until January of 2021. So yeah. all the Broadway performances, it's not going to happen. Yeah. This, so, this, this is a crazy, this is a crazy, crazy, crazy time that we're in at the moment. And right. it's funny because now, as you've seen online, artists are going to the um, platform of live streaming concerts. I know I was doing that too. It was something that I never thought that I would do. I'm not technical savvy, but at the beginning of the pandemic, you saw the artist community rise up to give people something to look forward to and to think that that is the community where there's no money supporting the arts, but the arts is the only thing that's keeping people sane during this time of crisis. Absolutely. Definitely. We're all connected through the arts. Excuse me. We need that balance. And going back to your live performances, I have to say this for me, artists performing on live, you know, live feeds mm-hmm. has been amazing. Yes. I've gotten a chance to see all the people that I haven't had a chance to see because my schedule's so busy here in New York. You, for example, <laughs> oh my God, Johnny, watching you perform just, it brightened my day. I wasn't able, I might not be able to see you live, but I would go back and watch the feed afterwards. Well, you see, know what I mean? So how, how did you feel doing that? Oh, it was it was not my thing that I want want to do. Um, but uh, I had seen. But you had um, fans. You you definitely had fans watching you. I, well, I saw. Well, yeah. The thing is, um, I had seen online that people were doing these little um, balcony concerts, right. and I am fortunate enough to live in an apartment building that has a a huge backyard. It's like a block that, but in the backyard, everybody can see if they look out their back windows. And so I went around my whole block and um, I decided to do one concert because just to give back, everybody's shut up inside their apartments and can't really go out. And so I made little flyers and um, went around and put it on everybody's front door and said like on Sunday at 4.30 in the afternoon, I will do a 30 minute concert and that was really out of my element because I'm kind of private. Um, I don't really, I just like to come home and not really talk to people a little bit antisocial. Um, but now everybody knows who I am and what I do for a living. Um, but the people came out and they they had a, a, a glass of wine, 
set outside on their fenster, on their window um, sill, or on their balcony, and join me for a 30-minute um, show. And I said, if it's okay, um, I would do it again next week. And so I wind up doing 10 shows, 10 balcony concerts, live stream. And I must say, my neighbors were very, very, very supportive. And even my Instagram and Facebook um, people supported um, uh, very well. And yeah, normally no one in America really has seen me <laughs> perform, perform. Like we've known each other forever and a day, even right. though we're only 39 years old. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, if you've if you've never seen me perform, I mean, we all moved to New York to 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 be um, um, some form of entertainment. But like you said, our schedules kind of get misconstrued, and we're not able to see or support, or we follow another path. Um, and uh, to actually let people to see on via online um, some things that I was doing personally, just to try to. Um, uplift myself and my neighbors around me you know absolutely and the community online that watch you too myself included um i have to correct you though i did see you perform because you performed at one mic night live series right when i started one mic night oh, on the lower east side that's when we were um um uh 15 years old, right, right. That's right, 15, right, 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 15 right. years old. Yeah, okay, <laughs> absolutely right. Please correct absolutely me, Kong, sir. Please correct me, Kong, that's right. sir. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is it like living in Germany as a person of color, especially in the times that we are in right now? Is that Has that been a factor for you? See, now you're going deep. Um, well, yes, it is. And... Um, I, I, it's, it's actually been a conversation that I've been having, um, hardcore with my, um, very close friend circle. Um, cause normally pretty much, uh, I am the only person of color, um, everywhere I go and everywhere I do. Um, that was one of the main issues I had when I first moved here to Germany. It felt like I, um, stepped back 15 years in time. Um, right. And so it, it, it was, and that's where I tell people that I'm very fortunate because um, I, I, my world here in Germany is a little bit different because I am an artist and I, I am brought into places to perform. I, um, I, I get more of a, a, a nice treatment when I go to places because someone is bringing me into these locations. And so my world is a little bit different. But when I'm just Johnny walking in the street, that's a whole nother world. Um, mm. And trying to explain to my German friends why things you're seeing these things on television. Um, Germany did step up, especially here in Hamburg, and demonstrated protests with the whole Black Lives Movement um, a couple of, uh, like four weeks ago. Um but do they really understand what they are um, marching for? Do they really understand the Black Lives Movement matter? No. Right. 
That's um, the question. Yeah. And then trying to explain to them the whole process. And like I said, normally I'm the only person of color in these situations. It's hard for them to, to grasp. They want right. to understand it, but they just don't get it. I mean, they still use uh, derogatory terms here. Um, through, okay, please do not get me wrong when I say this. I really, really, I thoroughly enjoy living here in Europe, Germany. Um, but there's still some things, he, even here in Germany, where it, they they don't really get the gist of cultural um, negative things that come out of their right. mouth. They're not cultural really degradation. Like yeah, they, right. They don't. They, mm-hmm. It's a privilege that they've taken for granted and uh, read in between the lines, however you would like to read in between, read in between the lines, any way you like to read in between those lines. Um, uh, And so when you're trying to explain to them that this is uh, no, this is a no go, they really don't, they really don't get it. And you're, you get tired of trying to school and educate, but I've taken, um, taking a hold of that again and trying to educate that you just can't say certain certain things to me but then they said well what am i supposed to say because we've been having frank discussions they said johnny what is the appropriate term um to call a person of color in america i said first and foremost their name right johnny (laughs) marco uh julio or bridget or whatever but then this, okay, yeah, I get that. But when I need to describe someone, I said, well, politically correct from what I understand is African-American. But most people will say black. Just or. But then they said, okay, well, here in Germany, I, because even if you are a black person, you're still considered a German. But again, I'm talking to white Germans, not black Germans. Right. And so I said, well, if you ask a black German that question, they will tell you something different. And so it's, it's have, I'm, I've been trying to have frank and open conversations with all of my um, close circle group, because I said, this is the time if you've got something to ask, any kind of question that you want to ask, I'll put it on the table and I'm going to give you blunt and honest um, responses. I think that's important. I think, you know, opening up conversation for something like that is important. And that creates the awareness so people understand your perspective, their perspective, and you come to a means of of in the middle. You know what I mean? And I feel like with that conversation, a lot of things are going to happen. And we need to do that worldwide because not only in Germany, it still exists here in the States. Yeah, and you that's know, what they people's they, perspective. Mm-hmm. That's what they um. That's what okay, Johnny. This is something that was over two hundred years ago. Over three hundred. I said no. It was uh, slavery began over four hundred years ago in America, and you think just because you don't really see it, um, uh, racism, uh, hardcore anymore in America. If you ask anyone of color, especially a black man growing up in the South. They would tell you they see it pretty much every day. 
even though white America may not think that it exists, but you ask anybody of color and they will tell you that it, that it does exist. Um, they just, they thought that after Barack Obama, everything was okay and that everything was um, perfect. Um, the situation was perfect. Um, but now they see it's a whole nother different situation. Absolutely. And we're experiencing that here in New York, you know, with the Black Lives Movement matter and the police reform, things like that. So it's it's alive and well. And not only are we taking, you know, it's the conversation that needs to happen. It's the action behind it that needs to happen to make the change. Yes, totally. One thing I love, too, is I see now uh, artists stepping up and using their platforms to create change. You know, you have people like uh, from the old days, like Bob Marley, who talked about revolution and the government and things like that. I've seen a lot more performers doing that. Do you sing any songs like that in your in your set? Well, Is actually, that that um, would... like I said, I've been doing a lot of um, uh, live stream. I've been invited to do a lot of live streaming shows with um, other people. And I did a show um, dedicated. I did, I did. I'm sorry. I did a live stream last week dedicated to Black Lives Matter. Um, and I did like uh, Love's in Need of Love Today from Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. Um, right. You know, uh, some awareness things, you know, of, well, songs that were done almost 50 years ago that are so prevalent still at this day and age. You know what I mean? Amen. I mean, and right. you think that... Okay, these songs are still coming back. Uh, Man in the Mirror. I mean, uh, a change is going to come. <sighs> These songs are still so prevalent right now that you think it's, they, they were made for this day and age, you know? Right. Absolutely. One more question for you. What, hmm, who's your favorite singer and what type of music are you singing? In your in your sets of music, uh, my favorites. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, because uh, I, I would say well, maybe two, maybe a couple. <laughs> a couple well, ones. I'm a hardcore Alita Adams fan. Um, she is one of my because um, I'm a man who loves uh, uh, ballads. I love a good ballad, and Alita's voice is just amazing to me. Um, let's see, uh, there's a man by the name of Gregory Porter. Yes, uh, Gregory Porter. We know Gregory Porter. That if man. If you don't know, you should know. Oh, you should educate yourself. Educate yourself. Oh my goodness. That, that voice is just amazing to me. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I really enjoy, uh, listening to him. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I forgot the other half of your question. <laughs> That's okay. What, what, or do you uh, sing those type of songs? What type of song do you sing in your set? Well, I, I, I pretty much everything from uh, um, A to Z. I mean, I do old school because I do a lot of cover stuff here in Germany. Um, the stuff that my own things that I do is more like a laid back chill um, thing. But when I am working, I mostly do cover songs. And, uh, you know, from Old Town Road, 
<laughs> to have a little fun. <laughs> but then I, I also get serious, like I say, um, uh, with old school soul, because you don't really get that hardly anymore. And even though I'm, I love to entertain, I love to educate my audience too with something that they're not so familiar with, but um, and give it my take on it, you know, when I perform it with a live band to give them my uh, feeling of this song that they may not know, but hopefully they will go and learn it, you know. And you do it very, very well. Johnny, thank you for your time. One more thing. It's time now for Where You At, Baby? <laughs> so we need to know <laughs> how okay. can we find Johnny Tune on social media? Where do we find you, Johnny? Uh, Johnny Tune Music on Facebook and uh, Johnny Tune Singer on Instagram. Just, yeah, J-O-H-N-N-Y-T-U-N-E. And you will find me on any of those two sources. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you for uh, taking the time out today and talk to us at One Mike Night Podcast. Please, everyone, you can follow One Mike Night on every social media, uh, Facebook, like the page. It's One Mike Night and the number one. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. You can also follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O. S-L-U-I-S on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are on Spotify with One Mike Night Podcast, soon to be iTunes and iHeartRadio. So please leave a comment, download the episodes, give me some questions. Let me know what you want to ask some of these artists. Thank you for joining us. This is One Mike Night, the podcast. Marcos Luis. Peace.